Hello all, welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSing.com. I'm your host, R.D. Kulik, and with me here, I guess he I guess he found his microphone and decided to hang around a bit. That's the greatest other host, Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, buddy. I'm doing good. I didn't find a microphone. My kids finally started school, and I find myself with free time all of a sudden. This is great. I remember where my wife and I live right now. We were all excited because our schools are divided into two years, so fourth through eighth grade or fourth and fifth grade is, or sorry, fifth and sixth is one, and then seven and eight is one, but they're the same building, and yeah. it's right by our house, so our kid needs to walk. And now he's starting a six-year school, a college prep school that's in the city of Cincinnati, so I have to drive 25 miles one way every day now. Uh, at least you're close to, uh, I don't even know what that stadium's called, but at least you're close to where pa- the Bengals Paycor Field. I thought it was Paul Brown Field. It was, but they finally they finally went corporate. Is this like Crypto.com Arena, which is my favorite name of an arena? Yeah, no, no. This is Paycor is a real company. Uh, a company well, that might be real. Is Crypto real? Well, pff, come on. Hey, at, my, at my last track club meeting, we all made a joke about Dogecoin. And I was like, ah, oh, I feel like a millennial. Oh, yeah. Know about Dogecoin. yeah, and that, that, was, that was the ex-millennial man crypto talk for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the week. All right, Ty, this is going to make some people happy. It's going to make other people not happy. And you not happy people, I don't care. Because we're we're going to talk football. Because for I think on I, I'll tell you this honestly in the uh, life of this podcast, this is the most excited I've been about my hometown team, As it be. <laughs> like by far. And uh, there's a couple of other stories, but I want to start off at the beginning. I haven't posted it yet. We're recording this on Thursday, but so people will easily see it because the podcast comes out on Saturday. But I was reading your playoff predictors here, and I. I mean, I don't totally disagree with you, but there's something you say, and this is where I'm going to start, is the NFC is trash. It's horrible. (laughs) I didn't like I'd been doing this whole countdown for eight days and I did my playoff predictions and stuff today. And it wasn't until today on day nine of this. I do 10 days of football Mm -hmm. stuff. And on day nine of this was the first day where I realized, oh, wow, the NFC is terrible. It is so bad. Well, and I've seen this with Major League Baseball this year. The seven best teams in the National League and seven best teams in the American League are way better, and everybody else is just trash. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very, very top heavy in baseball. And I think you're seeing this in the NFL. And as we talk about the AFC, there's some really trash teams in the AFC. But I was just thinking to myself, teams that I was talking because I have a longer drive with my son, and we were talking about this this morning. He was asking, you know, do you think the Bengals can win a Super Bowl? And I said, look, the Bengals are one of the 10 teams in the NFL that I think could absolutely get to a Super Bowl. And they're one of the four or five teams that I think could actually win a Super Bowl. And he goes, well, who has no shot? And I'm like, well, the Giants have no shot. Uh, Who else did I throw out there? I said, they're all NFC teams. I'm like, the Giants have no shot. Seattle has no shot. New Orleans, Carolina, they have no shot. I'm thinking to myself, the Bears, who are, I think you even said in your article, might be the worst team in football. Seattle, Washington, (laughs) Minnesota, Chicago, you just mentioned, Carolina, Atlanta. Atlanta's rebuilding. Yeah, well, let me talk about Minnesota because I want to get your thoughts on this here. Okay. I'm a Packer fan. No, 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 no. I get it. And I, I will be a Minnesota fan again after they stop extending Kirk Cousins. He's like the Marvin Lewis of quarterbacks. He... He's average that's too, enough. That's, that's too mean to Marvin. Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Cousins is a garbage person. But yeah. Minnesota does have a top five running back. Who's always hurt. Probably a top five receiver. 
Yeah, he's fine. I <laughs> mean, um, <laughs> this is the nicest thing I'll ever say about Kirk Cousins. He's serviceable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's got a coach now who absolutely doesn't hate his guts, and they're in an awful division. That division is terrible. You don't think Minnesota is going to be a sneaky 9-10 win team? I, they very well could be, but so I, I oh, and we'll talk in the second half. I'm a huge Michigan fan. I watched Kirk Cousins forever. He beat Michigan. I think probably every time he played him, maybe they only Michigan only beat him once. But serviceable, I think, is a proper word for him. He's not flashy. He's not a good person, as you just mentioned. He his most famous thing is when they won. I think a regular season yeah. game, and he walked off the field screaming, "You like that?" It's like. Well, that was with that was when he was with DC, also. With, not, yeah, with Washington. So it's just like if that's what you, every time they've been to the playoffs, every time he's been to the playoffs, he hasn't won. He just he doesn't. I I have no faith in him, and I I said I'm a Packer fan. I despise Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even go back to when the Packers drafted him. You texted me and our father <laughs> saying you guys got a good one, and my dad, our dad, and I were like, we hate this guy. That was from the day he was drafted yeah. to now with all this nonsense. But Minnesota, first of all, their best shot is to get in as a wild card because Green Bay is going to yeah. run with that yeah. division. But their defense is what Mike Zimmer, as much as Viking fans may be happy he's gone, the dude knew how to coach defense, and their mm-hmm. defense was always good while he was there. I don't know what's going to happen. They lost a lot of guys. A lot of guys left in free agency. Are they just retired? I, I don't know what that defense is going to do. And if you know, if you're relying on – well, the the offense will score. You're relying on Kirk Cousins and yeah. Alvin Cook, who's often injured, and Adam Thielen's a fine receiver. Justin Jefferson might be one of the best receivers in the league, but he's mm-hmm. got Kirk Cousins throwing. It. No, no, there is that. So again, I'm a Packer fan. I look at that division every year as who's the Packers competition. I would guess Minnesota. I I would probably even put Detroit ahead. Well, and you you did that in your playoff preview, or you said that Detroit is going to be sneaky good. You're the only other person that said, I've been telling people that. I okay, go, well, you know, I think Detroit, first off, I think they had one of the best drafts possible. Yeah, they got Hutchinson and Jamison Williams in yeah. the first 10 picks. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and again, that division, I don't think people really understand how bad that division is. If the Vikings win nine games, I'll be like, oh. If they win five games, I'll be like, oh. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Kind of getting away from NFC Central talk is... The, yes, the Packers are going to win that division, and they're probably going to win all division games, and they're going to have 12, 13 wins over the season. The Buccaneers are going to win their division, same thing. They're going to sweep the division, have yep. 13 wins. The Rams, I actually think uh, the Rams division might be a little bit more difficult because I we don't know about San Francisco. Yep. We don't know what's going to happen with them. And Arizona, I mean, they've got the pieces there. They yeah, sure they're not a good playoff team, but they're a good regular season. Yeah, and then the NFC East. I mean, Dallas is going to win that with seven wins, eight wins. I don't know. I think Philadelphia is <laughs> going. I think Philadelphia is going to be better than better by like they'll win nine or ten games. Okay, so if I throw Philadelphia into that mixture, so I've got Dallas, Philadelphia, uh, the Rams, Buccaneers, and uh, the Packers. First off, the like the Packers keep losing in the playoffs because they don't have any meaningful games past Thanksgiving. So, and then they're playing a hungry team who had to play all of December. They're going to be in the same boat. Tampa is going to be in the same boat. I think uh, the Rams might be in the same boat. So, who, what NFC team do you think is actually going to come out? I think it's going to be the Rams again. I, I'm looking at all this stuff, and I was trying to find. I really wanted to pick Arizona because. I like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury shocked me as an NFL head coach, but they were so bad 
in the playoffs last year. I mean, so the Rams absolutely stopped on them. And I, I was just looking at teams in there, and nobody really, you know, strikes any fear for me with, I mean, the Rams struggled against the 49ers last year, but they beat them. And I think they'll beat them again. As much as I like Trey Lance, it's going to take him a year or two to get into it. The Buccaneers, Tom Brady's 45. Mm-hmm. He'll be 46 going in the year. As great as he's been, they got beat by the Rams again last year. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody will say, well, the Rams lost Von Miller and he left and the defense isn't going to be that good or as good as it was last year. They still have. Oh, yeah. They have studs and all over. And they signed Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Like, Von Miller's better than Bobby Wagner, but Bobby Wagner's a viable replacement. So I just... As much as I'd like to see Green Bay live up to their potential or get to the Super Bowl or see Tom Brady go again because I am a Michigan fan, I just, the Rams, to me, on I mean, they have Aaron Donald, they have Jalen Ramsey, they have Cooper Cup, they have Cam Akers, they have Tyler Higby, they have Matthew Stafford, they have all these good guys. I just don't see a team beating them in the NFC again. My son was asking me what NFC team, and I said, I go, I don't know, it could be any of the teams that make the playoffs. It could be the Cowboys. It oh, could, <laughs> I, I mean, I just imagine the nightmare that's going to be, but, um, yeah. which is really sad because I do like Dak Prescott a lot. I like Dak I, and I like Tony, Tony Pollard. Yeah. And yeah, just, but no, it's, if you just look at it, and I'm going to get to this when I talk to the, about the AFC, the Rams are the only team that have a good offense and a good defense. All the other mm-hmm. teams in the NFC, like you said, Tom Brady's going to get old. It's yeah. going to happen. And plus, I, to everybody else. Plus, I think he's lost a lineman already. There's been some yeah. injury issues. It's uh, Dallas is, is Dallas. I mean, <laughs> I do agree. Philadelphia is a team not a lot of people are talking about. And we got to remember, they added a, a top, at least still a top 10 receiver to their 100%. team. So yeah. all that stuff there. But at the end of the day, I just, I see the Rams. Hell, I see them yeah. there. They're practicing about one mile down the road from where I'm standing right now with oh, the they're, Bengals. They're practicing with the Bengals, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So. There's no team on paper. Again, that's we're, we're doing this all off paper right now. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen just like it does with any sport. But the Rams have everything you want in a mm-hmm. team right now. And what's it? Sean McVay has turned out to be a fantastic Yeah, coach. no, he absolutely has. So I'll, that's, I'll give it to him. So let's move to the, or the AFC. Now, the AFC, uh, yes, the AFC is, when I was growing up in the 1980s and 90s, the NFC went on this like 25-year span where they never lost the Super Bowl. Yep. And um, because the Bills were always in there. Speaking <laughs> of a team, we'll talk about. Yep. In a yeah. And I, who? What is it? I heard uh, Bill stands for boy. I love losing Super Bowls. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so there's actually it's a documentary from a few years ago that where I heard that is is called the Four Falls of Buffalo. I think you can get it on Disney Plus. I think it was on Discovery okay. Channel at one yeah, time. Yeah. But it's actually a really good documentary if you guys want to know. Just remember how great those teams were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyways. Thurman Thomas is like lost in time and he's one of the best running backs to ever play the game. Yeah. And man, you will you will either want to punch him in the face or give him a big hug because Scott Norwood features very heavily in the documentary. Poor poor guy. (laughs) But okay, let's let's go. Let's uh, well before I talk about the Bills, where the NFC, I think it's obvious who's at the top. I think Buffalo is the best team in their division. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to give them that. I yeah. think, uh, but outside of that, I mean, I think Baltimore and Cincinnati, I wouldn't be shocked if either of them won. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think if you go out West, I mean, shoot, everybody seems to be sleeping on Denver and 
uh, I almost said Oakland. Las Vegas is great. Yeah. Um, San Diego, oh, crap, not San Diego. Other yeah. LA is great. <laughs> is great. The Los Angeles Clippers, as we yeah, think they are. yeah. The uh, <laughs> you know they're great. Uh, you have uh, the Chiefs are great. The mm-hmm. South, I mean, you put Tennessee. I would probably pick Indianapolis. It was a toss up yeah. for me, honestly. I just picked Tennessee because I like Derek. I even think Jacksonville is going to be better than I people agree. expect. I mean. I agree. Absolutely. So the AFC is a bit more competitive, but with a that, lot more competitive. Yeah, with that, I'll start with the Bengals. Can they run it back, Ty? I fully believe they can. Joe Burrow, it's funny, I was talking to our dad earlier today because we had coffee, and he's like, oh, I see Joe Burrow's out with some appendix thing. I'm like, Dad, he got that fixed weeks ago. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that means they're going to be good again. I mean, Joe Burrow's proven to be everything that he was at LSU. Jamar Chase, I just want to go back to last preseason when everybody is freaking out, he's dropping the ball. Why would they waste the number five pick on this kid? He rules. He's awesome. He also, a couple of weeks ago, was working the drive a drive through at a Raising Cane's near where I was. Nice. Just yeah. showed up because he said his mom likes the place a lot. Just he, showed up. I and love it, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, he wears this huge, because the Bengals haven't been playing their starters in the preseason, but he wears this huge number one diamond necklace <laughs> anyway no and like if he's healthy t higgins is good tyler boyd's a really good soccer the running back uh mixon you can I, all his pass regressions hopefully are behind him because mm-hmm. he's really really good while he's there the only fear i had with with them was their o-line and then talking to you and talking to your son they've done all they can to short yeah they, they, they i would i'm going steps. to give the ownership credit which this is Bengals usually are in the bottom at the, the owner bad ownership type groups mm-hmm. i mean again they kept giving marvin lewis extensions mm-hmm. but uh this ownership um they did they did what they had to do yeah and, absolutely and i mean chase had jalen ramsey beat at the end of that super bowl on that fourth down he did. and he so, so you know again you never know but and this is going to be the weird thing look i think the Bengals are going to be good joe burrow's awesome it's i mean i i, I do that offense i think is just loaded it's mm-hmm. sick their defense is one of those bend not break type defenses 100 they do what they have to do my question with the Bengals is is their coach and i mean that's, look i was gonna say that's my only <laughs> yeah i mean he you know you, this potentially historic offense in his lap yeah. What is he going to do with it? Right. And that's that's where I'm I'm a little hesitant because look, the playoffs were great, but if Mike Vrabel doesn't if the Tennessee coach doesn't decide to yeah. go for two when he doesn't have to, and if so Ryan stupid. Tannehill doesn't melt down at the end of the game. I or think, if Patrick yeah. doesn't play one of the worst games of his life. I mean, that's another thing too, and we'll talk about the Chiefs. Everybody's forgetting the Chiefs. They were yeah. Super close to being in the Super Bowl for a third straight season. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let's talk about the Chiefs. This is, again, I should have my son on this because I talk with him about it. But look, the Chiefs are very good. And Andy mm-hmm. Reid is a very good coach. And Patrick totally. Mahomes, I, I I say this, Patrick, I've not seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes since since Brett Favre. Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback I've ever watched in my yeah. life. You say, you say Brett Favre, he actually... Reminds me of a shorter Randall Cunningham. Well, oh, yeah, no, easily. But I'm saying is he, his arm is so good. Yeah. He always knows where to put the ball. The problem is, and this was the AFC title game last year, blame Andy Reid for not kicking the field goal at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes thinks he's going to make the play, and the clock Absolutely. runs out. Yep. <laughs> and, I, I would go with Patrick Mahomes over anything. Oh, I no, I would, Andy too. Reed. Andy Reid's a genius. He was 
certified that when they won the Super Bowl. What I like about Andy Reid, and he did this in Philadelphia too, he lets the quarterback run the show. I know, the field. I know. I wish every every coach did that with their quarterback. And then it was staying in that division, Vegas, who made the playoffs last year after the Gruden yeah. nightmare and all that stuff. I mean, that was horrible. John Gruden has to thank God that Urban Meyer was in the league half of the year. Otherwise, we'd only talk about <laughs> yeah. him. But they still make the playoffs. And again, mm-hmm. Derek Carr seems serviceable. And they add the best receiver in football now, which I didn't know he and Carr went to college together. Yeah, Fresno State together. That's yeah. my only my only issue with them is Derek Carr. I don't think he's that good of a mm-hmm. quarterback. He's he's like Kirk Cousins. You know, they're essentially the same guy, just in 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 different uniforms, <laughs> sheep sheep in different clothing, <laughs> is what I would say. He's fine. Devontae Adams is incredible. I just worry too because like Josh McDaniels. We yes, what that's what I was about to say. Yeah, and like they're contemplating trading Josh Jacobs, which yeah. makes zero sense to me because he's a really good running back. But also the Raiders' defense is really, really good too. So yeah, they could very well be. I, I did not put them in the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, that. like I said, Denver goes from. Drew Locke to <laughs> Russell, Russell one, one of the best. As much as I dislike Russell Wilson, he is one of the best QBs to play the game. And this is the type of move. This isn't Peyton Manning to Denver, but it's no. close to that. It's absolutely close to that. And then the Chargers, who was a team just on the outside last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would they add Khalil Mack? They yeah. they got older. They much. I mean, the Chargers to me. If there's going to be a breakout team like the Bengals were last year, it's going to be the Chargers. And having said yeah. that, I didn't, you know, put it out on the website, but I think the Chargers may win that division. I mean, I think Kansas really? City, they, they might be tired, <laughs> and I think the they Chargers could, could take yeah. advantage of that. That's who I had, but I'll talk more about them in a minute too. And then you have the South, and like I, you said, you picked. Uh, Tennessee, I picked um, Indianapolis, but I don't think any team's winning more than 10 games. No, and they're going to be a first first round out of the yeah. playoffs. So yeah, I just I simply picked Tennessee because I like Derrick Henry. That being said, he hasn't been healthy. Mm-hmm. And Indianapolis had a major upgrade going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, but they don't have guys like T.Y. Hilton or Marvin Harrison playing there anymore. Those guys are gone. And John is one of the best running backs in the league, but you talk about being tired, absolutely carry the load for that team last year. And when they needed Carson Wentz to step up, he didn't. So they went out and got Matt Ryan. Either one of those teams could win it, and it wouldn't surprise me. I just I simply went with Tennessee because of Derrick Henry. Yeah, no. Well, so if I, if we go to the playoffs and we look at it, I said all the AFC division. I think it's going to be pretty competitive, except the East. I think yep. Buffalo is easily going to probably win. I I, th- I could see Buffalo winning fourteen games easily. Miami will be their only close competition, mm-hmm. and they might win nine games. Yeah. So this is where I go back to you're going to have these teams that don't play any meaningful games after. And again, look, I know Buffalo was in the AFC title game a few years. They were a coin flip from not going to the AFC title game last year. But I haven't seen that breakthrough. You know, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it from them. And so here's where my kind of weird hot take is. I think Buffalo is the best team in football. I think they're the most loaded team in football. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to get into the playoffs and there's going to be a team like the Chargers or there's going to be a team like the Bengals or the Ravens who they're going to face after that bye, and they're going to get beat just like Tennessee did last year, just like Green Bay did. That's my hot take. Okay, and that's a very good hot take. That's something I honestly haven't heard from people. (laughs) I agree with you on some of that stuff, but that Von Miller signing, it was just so sneaky, so good. 
I mean, the dude's won two Super Bowls already. He could be going for his third Super Bowl with this team. He brings a veteran leadership. And you're right. I, I, I love the charge. I think Justin Herbert is awesome. I love it so much because Bill Simmons' company, The Ringer, they badmouthed Justin Herbert because he was too tall coming out of Oregon. <laughs> so I love that he's like shredding the league and Austin Eckler is really good. The Chiefs, I still, you know, no. do not look past them. No, I They're would never look. There. Travis Kelsey's still there. Clyde Edwards Alaire is there. Andy Reid's still the coach. Baltimore, I think Lamar Jackson wants to get paid, so he's going to go ball the hell out this season because he's that good of a player. And the Bengals, I mean, again, they have a chance to be a historic offense. The Bills have everything. They have the modern mobile big quarterback. They have a decent running game. They have Stefan Diggs, who's one of the best receivers in football. They have a great tight end, and their defense is scary good. Their mm-hmm. defense reminds me of that Broncos defense that won the Super Bowl or just these like the Seahawks Legion of Boom defense. So I, I don't see any team. Buffalo will not let what happened to Tennessee happen to them. No, I, I, that's what I say. I got to have a hot take because when yeah. I was when I was trying to figure when I was trying to figure out how I'm going to justify the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, They're a really good team. You don't have to justify anything. If you want well, to pick them, pick them. No, but I thought about this, and I thought, you know, just part of part of the story, part of the narrative is they had that breakout season, and I think in the history of the NFL, only I think it's like eight or nine teams have w- lost a Super Bowl and gone back the next year, mm-hmm. and three of those times were the Bills. Yeah, so well, <laughs> hopefully they have a more Bills-like experience and not what happened to the Falcons when they blew their No, no, no. But I go back to this, the, some of these teams are going to break through. And so I thought, who, who's the team? Who's the, that Bengals team? And I said, the Chargers. I love that pick. And so I think the Chargers are going to go and they're going to, like I said, they're going to upset Buffalo. And then they're going to have a division round against, uh, say, Cincinnati or something like that. And Cincinnati will have won their first playoff game against, like, Indianapolis or whatever. But then I sure. think the Chargers are going to beat them. And then they're going to get into that AFC title game, and it's going to be them against uh, the Ravens or, I don't know, somebody like that. And I, th- and I think the Chargers are going to win that, and then I think they're going to play the Rams, and the NFL is going to just go giddy over their all-L.A. Yeah. Super Bowl where nobody in L.A. cares. Exactly. Yeah, they'll all just kind of show up to the game in the second quarter. And then with that, I really want to continue on my Chargers bandwagon and pick them to win the Super Bowl. But they stupidly will not wear their powder blue uniforms and their white helmets and the Rams are going to win. And then the Rams are going to suck for a decade later. (laughs) Uh, Well, and if I were to pick like a hot takey type team out of the AFC, I don't know how much of a hot take it is, but I love Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I may despise the college he went to, but J.K. Dobbins, if he can stay healthy, he's a fantastic running back. Lamar Jackson is awesome. They have the second-best tight end in the league, and their defense is still good, and John Harbaugh is a coach. I wish his brother was more consistent like he is in the (laughs) NFL because John Harbaugh is a very, very good football coach, and Jackson might be my favorite player to watch in the NFL. I don't agree with his vaccines, uh, you know, skepticism, but he's – my favorite NFL player to watch, but unlike all LA Super Bowl, I have the LA Rams and then the beautiful weather in Buffalo, the Buffalo <laughs> Bills, and I have the Bills winning and it being low scoring because those defenses are good and Von Miller is going to do something incredible and win his second MVP in his third Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and look, we have a lot of family up in Buffalo, and uh, I would love it for them. Yeah, our Uncle Rich, Aunt Kathy, our cousin Stacy. I'm saying your names on this. Mm-hmm. I would love for you guys to see the Bills win the Super Bowl. No, it'd, it'd be a big deal. And I, part of me, the good thing is, and I go back to that documentary, that uh, 
I mean, Jim Kelly, very sick man. And it's, yeah. uh, but it, it would be nice for a town like that and yeah. because all these guys are still alive. So like Thurman yeah. Thomas can go. And it was a big deal here in Cincinnati because you had Boomer Esiason and you had uh, Icky Woods like oh, came out for a game. Greatest and, <laughs> dance ever for a touchdown celebration ever. I mean, Chris Collinsworth was, of course, disappointing, but... um you know, it was it was good because guys my age that grew up here in Cincinnati, they could relate to that. Whereas like our cousins, they grew yeah. up underneath the shadow of those four Super Bowls. So I, I don't hate the Bills pick, but no. I did get. the Cowboys beat them in every one of those Super Bowls? No, no, they it? lost the first one to the Giants on the missed kick. Uh-oh. That's right. And then the second one, I still think that what that DC team, that ninety two team, I still oh, think that yeah. might be the greatest football team ever. That team okay. was so good. So they got, they were, that's the weird thing about it. They were, they should have not even been favored in three of those Super Bowls. Yeah, that DC true. team and then those two Dallas teams, they yeah. were better, but they should have won that Giants one. <laughs> Man, sucks to be Scott Norwood. At least he, at least people haven't done something horrible to him. No, no. And that's, as I said, you'll, you'll watch that documentary and the Buffalo fans, let's hope they can be as good. And I just want to highlight too, Ty, that. I purposely did not talk about the Cleveland Browns in this, not because I'm a Cincinnatian, but there's no point to talk about him. Deshaun Watson yeah. did something horrible. He should have been suspended the whole season. And I don't even know why he's playing football. Yeah. And getting this huge contract. Yeah, he should. I don't even want to talk about that because that's yeah. a horrible situation. I just want to say I'm not a Bills fan. I don't like Josh Allen at all, no. but I want for my aunt and uncle and cousin to enjoy a Super Bowl title. Because I wasn't a Rams fan when we had him in St. No. Louis, but when we won the Super Bowl with the greatest show on turf team, it was awesome. It was cool as hell. I tell that to people all the time. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. It's cool as hell this Bengals season. Everybody, I mean, yeah, absolutely. it's not just having a good team. It's having guys like Jamar Chase, guys like yeah. Joe Burrow. You know, even you're right. Mixon had a very unfortunate thing he did in college, but he seems the, to have turned it around. The, you know, like I said, I don't want to be that guy, but he's, <laughs> you know, he, he's good. He is, uh, they're, they're good. It's going to be exciting. I just, God, if they lose that first game to the Steelers, I don't know what the hell's going to happen to this town. <laughs> you have nothing. I, I think, Again, this is just me watching because I have no skin in the game, but I think the Bengals are in line to be pretty good for a while. If they can <sighs> keep this core together. Let's hope. All right. <laughs> well, take a breather and then come back with college. Sounds good. Hello, all. This is RD, and I want to take a minute here just to talk to you about how you can support this great podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, all the work we do on SeedSync.com, and especially all the hard work that Ty does bringing you the sports knowledge and the pop culture knowledge that you just so deeply want, and how you can support me bringing you all the political knowledge that you definitely do not want. We have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com and look up the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. And for just five bucks a month, guys, you are going to continue to be able to give you all this great content, give you the things that we are also craving that we know we need. And then in addition to that, we're going to be launching a Patreon-only podcast called the Ex-Millennial Man Political Report, where we're going to go through kind of more of a deep dive on my personal thoughts and other people's thoughts on what's going on politically around our country. That way we can keep the Ex-Millennial Man as your place where you're going to go to find out all the most important things. Guys, we created this, Ty and I did, because me being from Generation X and he being a millennial, 
honestly, I was tired of hearing about Citizen Kane's the greatest movie ever. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But we kind of got tired of, wait, nothing since Citizen Kane can be better. I mean, come on. Back to the Future is way better. To some of us, Fast and Furious movies are way better. This is a place where we can talk about that stuff and where you're going to get that, again, not opinion, true fact of what is the greatest ever when it comes to music, sports, politics, all that stuff, is SeedSing.com and the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. So come on over to Patreon. Five bucks a month is all it is. And hey, if there's something more you need from that, come hit us up. Tell us. You need t-shirts? We can give you t-shirts. You need handshakes? Maybe we can give you that. But come on over to Patreon, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast, and now I'm going to get you back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, let's talk about the Big Ten that's about to have 38 teams in it. <laughs> uh, well, the last thing they said was like the, their commissioner came out and said 20 teams is what they were looking into now. So not 30 yet, but I mean, we're, we're a couple years away from all these teams, all these, not all these, just the SEC and Big Ten are going to be the only conference. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be NCAA North and NCAA South, which speaking 100%. of NCAA... This time next year, that game's coming yeah. back. <laughs> yep. My son, in all my cases, I told him I'm not buying Madden anymore. Why not? I'm like, because college football comes out next year. We'll buy Madden 23. I'm like, no way. Oh, uh, my son bought it. Oh, okay. And again, you talk about a game that my son, and we have the newer Xbox, so it's $70. Oh, he, wow. Okay. He bought it so he could have his Super Bowl Bengals. And then they spent the whole time complaining about all their ratings. Yeah, that's exactly what my son does with 2K. So So let's talk about the big last year's Big Ten champion, Michigan. Woohoo! Go blue. (laughs) Finally a good year. Yeah, and then like Ohio State. My son at my son's ten, he'd never seen Michigan win that game and they finally won it last year. I mean a a very, very good team. I know one of their defensive guys is going to be starting for the Bengals here soon, Dax Hill. So, Oh, he is going to be starting that. Well, well, the, he's, going to start. he's having a very good preseason. I've been reading about it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy who is the starter is was sitting out due to a franchise take. He did come back. but I, I saw that he came back, and I was like, I wonder if it's because Dax Hill's playing really That's well, what right? a lot of people might think. So, <laughs> okay. No, but Michigan. I mean, they lose half their damn defense in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson are going to be tough to replace. But continue. I'll save all my stuff yeah. for a second. Yeah. And then, yes, they finally did. They finally broke through. But, I mean, Ohio State. I, you, really I, good? <laughs> I mean... So to convince me, Ty, Michigan gonna. I know it's uh, it's tough for me. I need to convince you, I guess. Yeah, but. <laughs> I was gonna say, this would be more me trying to convince myself. But, but give me the best case scenario for Michigan to repeat as champions. I never want to say that they have an easy schedule because of what happened against Appalachian State and mm-hmm. uh, what was that, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, yeah. whenever that was. So I never want to say they have an easy schedule. That being said, their schedule is much easier this season than it was last year. They do have to go to Ohio State, which is always tough. They have to travel to Iowa, which has always been a bugaboo for them. So the schedule is definitely tough. And yes, Aiden Hutchinson's gone. Daxon Hill's gone. David Ojabo's gone. Josh, Josh Ross is gone. All these guys that made that defense so good, they're gone. Jim Harbaugh had a massive flirtation with the NFL, which really screwed a lot of stuff up. I mean, 
Mike McDonald left to go to the NFL. Josh, um, not Josh, uh, Josh Gaddis left to go be the coordinator at Miami's. All that being said, this is all the bad stuff that happened all offseason. That defense has a ton of talent still. I mean, Michigan is, they have definitely gone through rebuilding years. They're not Alabama. They're not Ohio State where they can just reload. But they do have guys who played a lot last year and have experience and are going to be good players on that defensive side of the ball. This is the first time maybe since Chad Henney, Mike Hart era, where I think the offense has the capability to be really, really good. Hassan Haskins left for the pros, which he should have. He had a great year last year at the running back. Blake Corm is faster and more He's more sneaky with the ball. He can move more with it. Donovan Edwards is incredible. He's tall. He's fast. He can hit the hole and nobody can catch him. And he can catch balls out of the backfield. Just look at the game he had against Maryland last year. Cade McNamara is a returning Big Ten champion at QB. He is the definition of game manager in college football. But when he needed to make big throws, he made big throws. It was not his fault that Michigan State beat them last year. It was not his fault that Georgia beat him, beat them last year. He played really well. J.J. McCarthy, who's their other quarterback, has, I keep using the word with our dad, tantalizing athletic ability. The kid has just got a cannon for an arm, and he can run. He's really good, and he's only 20. Like, he's so young, and he can still grow into this. The receiving core is one of the best cores in the nation. I mean, Ronnie Bell's back, Roman Wilson's back, Eric All at tight end, Luke Schoemaker at tight end. They have weapons everywhere on that offense. And then the offensive line was the best offensive line in the country last year, and I think they're going to be better this year. They got Olu Oluwatimi to transfer from Virginia, and he was a Remington Award finalist. For people who don't know that are listening to this, that's the best center in the country. He transferred from Virginia to Michigan. They have a couple of starters back. The offense has potential to be great. That being said, they have new coordinators. I like the co-offensive coordinators that they hired in Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore because they were already on staff, so they know the offense from last year. The defense is going to be a work in progress, but I think their schedule, again, on paper, it's easy, helps that defense kind of get into it. Best case scenario for me is they win their first 11 games, they go play at the horseshoe and the Big Ten titles on the line, and they replicate what they did last year. Worst case scenario for me is they go 8-4 and four this year, and that's what I've been watching you know, for the past couple of years. But I don't think guys like Cade McNamara, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Ronnie Bell... Mazzy Smith, Jemin Green, or DJ Turner are going to let stuff like that happen. And they also have this kid, Will Johnson, who's a freshman, who's going to be playing in the secondary, who is awesome. So I, I have faith in this team. I don't take any preseason ranking with anything because it's stupid, but I do think Michigan has the potential. I didn't expect them to be good last year, and they were great. I expect them to be good this year, and they should be good this year. Well, look, Jim Harbaugh... And we're not going to talk about his social life or what he does away from. from <laughs> he just needs to uh, shut up about that. So yes. just talk about football. Yeah. Here's why I would put hope in Michigan. And I think Michigan is not being talked a lot about. Jim Harbaugh could have gone to the Chicago Bears, a, a team that is obviously in full rebuild mode. And he could have molded the NFL team of his dream. And he, he would have had at least three years to do it. Easily. Easily. He could have gone to Minnesota, knowing that Cousins is going to probably be gone after this year all this young offensive talent, and build, I mean, the Packers, their window is now closing. Yeah. So he had great at NFL opportunities. Las Vegas also. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he didn't take them. 
and we don't know exactly why, but the fact is he came back to Michigan. I don't think he's coming back to Michigan thinking he has an 8-4 team. No, I wouldn't think so either. He's not the type of coach who yeah. would do that. And Ohio State seems to have that one dog game in them every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they do. They they look they look scary. They look talented. They, that offense could put up 60 points, like video game yeah. type numbers. But before we get to like what we'd call the varsity, the SEC, give me some other teams in college that might make some noise this year. This is so totally cliche, but what Lincoln Riley did at USC, I mean, he played NCAA for agency and he got some of the best players in the country to go play out in Southern Cal. Now, I think it's going to take time for that to gel. I think they're going to have to figure out what they're doing, but Lincoln Riley's never coached a bad team to this point, and USC is this bastion of college football. So I think they'll be good. I think Cincinnati's going to be good again. I don't understand because Desmond Ritter and their cornerbacks got drafted. Uh, what the hell is their coach? Fickle can yeah. recruit any kid he wants to come play there, and he gets the type of kids he likes. And, you know, I look at preseason. Again, I don't take these for any worth, but, like, most of the preseason rankings have them in the low 20s. I'm thinking, this was a team that made the college football playoff <laughs> last year. Like, why are you so so down on a team like that? But I don't know. And then NC State is quietly really good. This is another one of those teams. Like everybody last year was on UNC's bandwagon. They, I believe they went 6-6 six and six or 6-7. Six and seven. NC State is a team that I would actually put more faith in. They have a really good quarterback, a really good coach, and a really, really good defense. Oklahoma's going to be good. I mean, Brett Venables was a great hire. I thought that was a perfect guy because their offense has always been good. Now they need to work on the defense, and Venables might be the best defensive mind in the game. And then, I mean, Miami hired their guy. They got Mario Cristobal. They got Josh Gaddis, who led one of the best offenses in the country last year. They have a supposedly really good quarterback, so I I don't see why Miami can't make their way to the top. But it always kind of scares me to put faith in this team because they're kind of like college football's Gonzaga. But I think Oregon could be really good this year. I mean, they won the game last year against Ohio State in Columbus, and that should have been their jumping off point. But I think they lost to like Stanford or yeah. something a couple weeks after that. And that's, I'm so hesitant. And no disrespect to Stanford, David Shaw is a great mm-hmm. college football mind. And Stanford has a couple of years where they're really good and then a couple of down years. But Oregon always plays, like you said, with Ohio State. Ohio State has that one bad game. Oregon seems to find two of those at the worst possible time. But they're a really good football team, and the guy they hired from Georgia led the was the coordinator of one of the greatest college football defenses that I've ever seen. Him, I mean, the way they harassed Bryce Young in that game, and that guy is taking over at Oregon. I think Oregon Oregon should be a top ten team all season long. What about Notre Dame? I hate that's the <laughs> word I use. I hate Brian Kelly. I love this guy they hired. Everything I read about him is really, really, really good. Notre Dame plays a really tough schedule. Yeah. They open the season against Ohio State. Like, yeah. This is no joke, and they have to play a lot of good teams out of the ACC, and I think it's going to be – like they had that kid from Wisconsin who transferred in. He was a good QB, but they also have had really good receivers and a really good running game. I think it's going to be hard. I think we're going to see how good Ohio State's offense truly is in that first game, and Notre Dame's going to have to come up from the mat. That being said, they could still win eight, nine games this year. Okay, the SEC. Yeah, the varsity, as you call it. <laughs> Home of the champions, not Alabama, Georgia. Well, Kirby Smart is an Alabama descendant, though. <laughs> so, Georgia defending national champions. Half those guys are now in the NFL. So, you want to talk about a defense that lost a lot of guys? <laughs> Alabama did. 
and uh Georgia did pardon me not well Alabama did also but Georgia yeah but then Alabama they're the number one team in the country as they should be Brian Kelly like we said went down to LSU do you remember that fake southern accent he <laughs> yes. put on this summer after he took the job? Or do you see that idiot uh, him dancing with that recruit yeah. who didn't even go? Yeah, that, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, that, that video of him talking to the crowd, yeah. my family is happy to be here with y'all. I'm like, dude, you're from Ohio, bro. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Um, it's Alabama, right? It's got to be Alabama. They have a returning Heisman Trophy winner. They have, I mean... They lost Jamison Williams and another receiver to the NFL, but this is Alabama. Yeah. They just reload. They have Will Anderson at defensive end, and Aiden Hutchinson was awesome last year, as was David Ojabo. Will Anderson is better than both of them combined, and he's back. He was only a soft year, <laughs> and he's back. They have Henry Toto at linebacker, who is one of the best linebackers in the country. I mean, this is what Nick Saban does, and as much as I despise it and much as it annoys me, they they have the returning Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback <laughs> on their team. Like, how do you not pick them to preseason win? I haven't even done, as you said, we're recording this a day earlier than normal. I haven't even done my college football preview yet, and I already know I'm going to pick Alabama to at least make the college football playoff. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this is all about football, not about other people and who they are and how problematic they are and stuff. And I have definitively my problems with Nick Saban and him being the, you know, he's getting that whole Mike Krzyzewski thing now. He's a 100%. leader of men and, uh, you know, <laughs> yep. we used to not have to pay our players, whatever, you know. Yeah. But, him um, and Davos Swinney. <laughs> Davos he can eat it as well. Yeah. So, but he does. He, he's got this team. He's got this incredible team. And granted, every now and then, a Joe Burrow shows up at LSU and has a, a historic season. Or, or Texas A&M somehow beats them on a field. Yeah, yeah. But it just, they every time you turn around, they just seem stronger and stronger. So putting Alabama into the playoff, and look, I'm gonna, people are going to be like, oh, God, the same old, same old. But I look at who I'd have in the playoff here right now, and I've got Alabama, I've got Ohio State, I've got Oklahoma, and I actually put USC just as my spoiler, but I don't know if they'll do it. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick, like somebody said, you need to pick four teams for the playoff right now, I'd probably go with Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and uh, I don't know. See, I don't think the Big 12 is that strong. That's why I have Oklahoma. I, that, that, that's why I'm – but, like, I'm looking at these other teams that are that are that people are talking about. Utah is a preseason top 10 team, yeah. but they'll find a way to screw it up because yeah. every Pac-12 team does that. Clemson is back up there, and I really do think their quarterback's going to have a much better year. But again, somebody's saying you have to pick a team right now, and I mentioned before, I'd probably pick Oregon. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that would be my fourth team. As much as I want to put Michigan back in there, I don't. They have too much to replace on defense. And with how happy I was talking about, I'm happy for family with Buffalo if they win. I'm happy if the Bengals win. I, I mean, th- there's a lot of good stories I have out there. College football, I have no hope. I think in my mind, it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State at the end of the year, and I'm just going to want to vomit all over the place. <laughs> and the, the upsetting <laughs> thing about that for me, too, is I'm going to fully watch that full game. That's what the title game is. <laughs> I've been on record, and I, I would set it about this season because my wife's like, oh, I see the first week Ohio State and Notre Dame are playing. Are you going to watch that game? And I was like, hell no, I'm not going <laughs> to watch the game. I will 100% watch that game. Just like this weekend, I believe Northwestern and Nebraska in ireland or something i'm probably gonna watch that game mm-hmm. and i could care less about those two teams also 
Real quick tangent about Scott Frost. Why would you brag about your offensive lineman barfing 15 to 20 times per practice yeah. because the new O-line coach is pushing him that yeah, hard? I don't, That's scary. Yeah, I don't think he's working out there. Well, he's also the same guy who, when he coached UCF and Michigan beat them, he said, well, we did uh, outrush him, so I think we're a tougher team. It's oh. like, Michigan beat you 56 to 14, dude. What are you talking about? It's like Homer. Like, I want to be John Elway. With his patented fourth quarter comeback, the Broncos <laughs> lose the Super Bowl it's 56 to 7. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, that's what I'm trying to say is like, and I've had this talk with a lot of people. I feel like I have some disease that hasn't been found out yet because I will watch, I don't watch the NFL like I used to. I will watch pretty much any college football game. And this gives me a chance too. I was online looking at Jackson State gear to buy because I love what Deion Sanders Mm -hmm. is doing there. I love that he got the number one recruit in the country to come there. I didn't buy any Jackson State gear because I feel like being a white suburban dad who's almost 40 (laughs) would be problematic for me to be wearing an HBCU stuff. But I love what Deion's doing there. I love that the number one recruit in the country went there. And I would, if they were on TV more, and I, I hope they will, I would watch any Jackson State game that I could. I would watch any college football game. But that's how much I love college football. Yeah, it's just a shame that uh, freaking it's Ohio It's going to be State. Alabama and Ohio. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, you know, people got on Jim Harbaugh's case about him saying a lot of people don't realize they were born on third base in reference to Ryan Day. Yeah. It's true. Ryan Day doesn't have to do anything. He took over for a scumbag in Urban Meyer. And kids want to go to Ohio State because they don't have to worry about going to class. They don't have to worry about other things that kids that go to Northwestern or kids that go to Mizzou or kids that go to Michigan or kids that nah, I don't go think Mizzou to players go to class, but <laughs> Mizzou's, Mizzou's a good school. No, right? it is. It is. It is. Our kids that go to I'm trying to think of an SEC school that actually Vanderbilt. Yes. Kids that go to Vanderbilt, <laughs> like they don't. Those kids actually have to go to school and play football. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all these schools, these kids want to go there because they be on TV. They know that, that they're going to get paid, and they know that they're going to have a shot at a national title. And that's why when I do write my college football preview, and I will go through it like I do every year, but you're right. I'm probably going to have Ohio State and Alabama in the title game and Alabama winning. Yeah. As I always like to call them, I like to call them the University yes. of Ohio State because that's what Terrell Pryor <laughs> called them. So people, you can stop sending me messages on like, you're spelling it wrong. I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> so please stop sending me messages about that. No, and if Ohio State does finally win, Ryan Day will get some head coaching job out there. He'll be what what team's going to fire their coach in the NFL. Because I, I, I would say Chicago, but Chicago just hired. I say, yeah, coach. just hire their coach. There's going to be there's going to be somebody. Pete Carroll will retire. Yeah, and, and he'll yeah, he has to go coach Seattle. Yeah, and he'll go coach there, and then Luke Fickle will finally get his dream, and yep, then get his dream job. Then Dream Senator Tommy Tuberville will come back to coach UC. Oh, <laughs> guys, a disaster! And he was a disaster as a head coach, and oh. he's even worse as a congressman. I, I think even the Republicans here in Cincinnati would still not vote for Tommy Tuberville. He's he's a horrible person. Yeah. Well, That's t- a political talk for another day, though. And I just want to say. <laughs> This was going to be my big spoiler or whatever, mm-hmm. and it will be a spoiler when people read it tomorrow. We are going to have a back-to-back Heisman winner because I think Bryce Young oh, is yeah. going to destroy it. So this will be the first one since uh, I believe Archie Griffin's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one. So I, yeah, so I think Bryce Young is going to going to do it again. I know people are very high on the Stroud kid from Ohio State, and he's awesome, and he'll have a good year. But 
Bryce Young's better, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> He'll be the number one pick in next year's draft. Well, Ty, if all of those uh, Ohio State fans need to find you to yell at you about not saying their score. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, where are they gonna where are the new ones gonna find you? Ones can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T Y K U L I K all lowercase. Again, I do that on purpose because that's what the said years ago. So but no, you can find me there. You can find me at Seed Sing. Read my stuff. S E E D S I N G dot I said I do nine days of the NFL and then I feel so bad for you when I do my college football thing because you have to edit it and mm-hmm. it is long. There's a lot of stuff in it. So that'll be up. So check all that out at SeedSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. You can hear me on the Chucklehead Chat podcast. Uh, my buddy Glenn hosts that. I'm actually going to be on an episode coming up soon. Him and I have been chit-chatting, so you get to hear me on that again. You can hear me on this podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. I'm back. This is three in a row. Mm-hmm, so that's I'm right. Back. That's what, <laughs> you know, in the game NBA Jam, you had to make three shots in a row mm-hmm. to be on fire. So this is three in a row for me. So I'm back. Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Rate, review us. Check out our Patreon, which, again, I keep saying I have ideas for, and I do have ideas to get your friends to listen to us. And, as always, Black Lives Matter. And I'm also just so giddy for college football to start. Yes. I cannot wait. And, again, as always, Black Lives yeah. Matter. Yeah, we repeat all that. SeedSing.com, ex-millennial man. It, it's weird. In a w- weird way, for a brief po- moment in time, Cincinnati, Ohio, became the center of the football universe, having the first mm-hmm. non-Big Five school in the playoff. And then yeah. – the Bengals breaching the Super Bowl. Neither team finished their goal. <laughs> but they did it. Yeah, they, Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati did something that nobody thought would happen. And how improbable was that Bengals run? Like, yeah. so I remember texting you after the KC game, like, just dude, all capitalized <laughs> yeah. with exclamation points. Oh, no. So it's it's weird. Like I said it at the top, I'll say it now. The, I have lived here since 2006. And God, it's been a long time. Man. The first weekend I lived here, the Bengals were in the playoffs for the first time in over 15 years. And then Carson Palmer got his knee destroyed by the Pittsburgh. That was, that was like the Lawrence Taylor hit on Theismann was legal. That yeah. hit on Carson Palmer was the dirtiest hit. I've oh, yeah. Ever yeah. Seen. And so I've I've been going through this now for like 16 years. And there's been the Bengals have been better than not over those 16 years. But this is truly exciting. No more Chris Henry jumping on trucks and falling off and dying. No more uh, Vontez Perfect, who I, I I love Vontez. You know, going nuts in the playoff game and getting two personal, you know, fouls or um, whatever the NFL calls it. It's it's a team that's good. It's a team that's happy. So I just well, yeah. and I just want to say real quick about Vontez Perfect and Pac Man Jones. They seem to have cleaned up their acts since they retired from the NFL. Yeah, it's been a big story about Pac Man Jones taking a slayed like friends kid on college recruiting trips that's so wholesome and like makes me so happy yeah he after he left the nfl i think he spent like 30 days in jail for getting in a fight at a casino but then he's been that's what i say but he's been at training (laughs) camp working with dax hill these guys and stuff and it's like okay no you're right good and I'll tell the story another time, but I met Vontez perfect one time, and he's one of the coolest, nicest dudes out there on the planet. <laughs> but you know what? Va- Vontez makes a hard hit on somebody and gets suspended for like a season. You know, let's again, don't want to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> all right, uh, all right, Ty, talk to you next time.
The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.